listening to Connection Church's podcast. Amen. Thank you for that. When Chad said that the greatest thing that we could give the people in our community is not a, it's not a toy or not a present or not a meal, but it's the gospel. It puts some weight to why we're here today, doesn't it? A lot of times we think that just because we're giving things and we're, we're giving gifts or maybe giving meals, which are great things, that that's all we're here to do. And if we give them temporary fulfillment and we don't give them the fulfillment of eternity, what good are we doing? Amen? I wanted Chad to read that because I, every time that I read the Christmas story and the birth of Christ, it makes me realize how God's plans are not my plans. How God's got such a greater purpose. Have you ever thought about the Christmas story? Have you ever thought about the birth of Jesus Christ? A lot of us have read that time and time again, but it really hadn't sunk in. If I had to write this story, if you had to write this story, if God said, here, here's a blank canvas, write the coming of my son that would bring light to the darkness, if he gave you that pen, would you have wrote the story this way? I probably wouldn't have. I wouldn't have done it at all. I would, I would have done something way different. I would have, he would have been riding in on a horse. It would have been something glorious. It would have been like uh, just one of the greatest movies you've ever seen. It would have been something very dramatic. But yet Jesus came in a lowly place. And when I read the story about the birth of Jesus, it makes me realize just, just how awesome my God is. It really validates the story of Jesus to me. Because, I mean, the Bible, if you read the Bible for what it is, the Bible's full of filth. It's full of dirtiness. God uses real people. He don't paint people for who they, they, they profess to be. He paints them for who they really are. And when you look at the birth of the Savior, Jesus Christ, the, the God in the flesh, coming to this earth in the form of a baby to demonstrate his full humanity and also his full deity, when you look at it that way, it's a crazy way to save the world, isn't it? I think about Mary and Joseph. I mean, I look at who mom and dad are right here, and I'm like, this is crazy. Am I the only one that looks at that? I mean, you, have, you got a broke carpenter. You got a broke carpenter. And you got this 15-year-old little girl that could or couldn't, that's like a maidservant. You got these two, these two people that didn't, no position, no authority, no, no prestige at all, but yet God chooses to use these people in order to bring his son into the world. It's crazy. But also, when I, really, when I read that, it's kind of humbling to me to make me realize that, there's, that God doesn't choose those that are in our eyes are great. He chooses those in, in our heart. See, Mary had a heart for God. Amen? It gives me great courage because I don't have to be the best of the best. If I got a heart that loves God, he'll use me in a great way. Y'all got to wake up this morning. I know Chad kind of stunned y'all a while ago, but we got to get on, on, on board here. 
I mean, don't you think about Mary and Joseph. They, they were not they were not the pick. I mean, I wouldn't have picked them. You would not have picked them to be the parents of the Savior. But yet God did. Out of this poverty. See, we look at poverty. We look at people in poverty and people that, that don't have a lot of things, and we look down upon them. That's the human nature for the most part. What we do is we elevate ourselves and we look down upon them in reality. You could have been right where they are. You're just where you are by the grace of God. And we need to be thankful for that sometimes instead of looking down our nose at other people and people that are less privileged than we are. Because they didn't choose to be there. They just ended up there. Mary and Joseph, they said, that's where they were at, and God chose to use them right where they were. When I look at this, I realize they're not a people of position. I mean, to, I want you to understand just, just how less, they were not really ordinary people. They were really less than ordinary people. In, in that time, I mean, as you read through, as Chad read through that story in Luke, they, get, they go to the end. And there was no room for them to the end. So instead of them letting Jesus, letting Mary and Joseph stay in the end, they made them go stay in the barn. Well, in those days, that was an honor class society. You had high honor. You remember the, the, the parable that Jesus told that, uh, you know, don't come and, and want to sit at the head of the table. If not, you'll be brought back. If not, it's not your place. And you'll be put, there was a place in society for certain people. You were born in certain social classes. So in that social, in that, in, that, in that environment, if they would have had any social, uh, if they'd been exalted in any way in the, in the social realm of things, if they would have been anybody, when they went into the inn, if there would have been somebody in a lower position in the social class than they were, they would have kicked them out and gave Mary and Joseph their room. So when Mary and Joseph goes in, there was nobody as low as Mary and Joseph, so they made them... Said that there's no room and they had to go stay in the inn. Does that make you understand? Jesus didn't come to save the proud and arrogant. He came to save the lowly and humble. I'm thankful for that. Are you thankful for that this morning? And, and the next thing I want you to think about too is Mary and Joseph. It's crazy when I think about everything that could have been. I mean, Jesus, God could have like that. Could have been the whole world could have lit up. There could have been trumpets. He could have sent kings. Every king could have came and worshipped. Every person could have came and bowed down to Jesus. But that didn't. That wasn't what happened, was it? See, in those days, just like in the day when a child is born, it's a big deal. Amen. It's a big deal. And people are excited. And also to think about how of a lowly position Mary and Joseph were in. In those days, you would, you would hire people to herald, to go out and tell people about Jesus, tell people about the birth of your child. Kind of like today, you, the more, you can tell how much, I don't know about how much money people have, but about how frivolous they spend their money. Is, you know, some people, when a child's born, like we did, we might just take a picture and put it on Facebook. But then other people... You know, making wallpaper of it and sending it to people. You know, they're they printing off thousands of pictures and sending it to everybody they know because they want everybody to know about their child, but they're, wait, they're, they're spending all this money. In those days, you would, hire, you would hire a herald or somebody would run out and tell people, and the more money you had, the more heralders you would have. 
Mary and Joseph couldn't hire anybody. So the one to go and herald the birth of Jesus Christ was the shepherds. And in those days, the shepherds were, were known as like a band of thieves. They were, they were despised. They didn't even have rights to even vote in those days. So God chose to use the lowly of lows to proclaim his son. Does that make sense to us? So if God allowed and God wanted and God used those type people to bring his kingdom come, to bring Jesus on the scene, to proclaim the excellence of Christ, that, then why should we look down on people of less privilege? Come on, church. Y'all wait. I know it's dreary outside, but y'all got to at least smile. Why? And when I read those things, when I read about, about how, just thinking about those things, I think about how we as, as Americans and, and a, lot, a lot of us in this room, we're very blessed. We're, if I had to speak for majority of people in this room, majority of people in this room are middle-class Americans. You don't know what poverty's like. You think you do, but you don't really know what it's like. So, so we're, we're kind of disconnected from people that, that really are depending on that next paycheck for their next meal and for their kids, and we don't understand that in some aspects. So what we do, things we don't understand, things we, it makes us uncomfortable and dealing with, you know what we do? We push them to the side and we ignore them. And there have been so many people in our communities, in our society, that's been ignored because we think we're better or we just don't want to deal with that. We don't want to get out of our comfort zone, so we just push it to the side. I'm so glad that God didn't push people like that to the side. I'm so glad that God chose to use Mary and Joseph. He chose to use the undesirable people to make himself known. Why would he do that? Because when you don't have anything but Jesus, you understand that you've got everything. And sometimes I think there's a lot of people that need to be at the bottom of the barrel to understand what God's done for them. See, God chose to use this unlikely situation to, to, to glorify himself. I mean, when you realize, when you, do, when you truly realize that Jesus came to the outcast and revealed himself to them first, it should give you a humble reality that you're no better than anybody. You hear me? You're no better than anybody. You should walk humbly. When there's the, the old lady in the grocery store that can't hardly pay for her food, but you got some extra money, you should feel generous out of your heart and pay for it and say, I, I want to bless you. Instead, we don't want to do that because we're scared we're going to offend somebody. I want to tell you, if you're walking by the Spirit and God tells you to pay for their meal, you need to pay for their meal. You need to do those things, but we don't want to step out of our comfort zone because we look at people in certain aspects that way is undesirable. And I'm thankful that God didn't do that. You know, David, I think about David. David was a shepherd boy. He was known as a shepherd, and shepherds were known as, as second class, as, as, as less. I even think about David, even in his own family, when it got time to, you know, in, in uh, 1 Samuel, when they were coming to, to find the king, when, when uh, Samuel was coming to anoint the new king, they overlooked David. David was out there in the field tending to the, tending to the sheep. His own father just didn't pay him any attention. He looked over him. There's so many people in our society who are just like David who are being overlooked every single day. Are we God's people? that are loving people that way, are we looking over them? What are we doing? 
one of the things that changed my whole concept of loving people was about three years ago, two years ago, we went to uh, Savannah. We went to downtown Savannah, and uh, we went and did a, a project. Well, I was with Elam Baptist. We went there, and when we were there, we went to go feed the homeless. I was like, man, that's great. We can go feed the homeless, go feed, you know, they need a good meal. We need to go feed them. But then when I went there, you know, I had this, I'll be honest with you, I had this, I already prejudged them in my heart in a way. They're there because they're lazy. They're there because they don't want to work. And I'll take them a meal. That was my, that was, that was my sinfulness speaking. I'm going to do my good deed. And when I went there, God just wrecked my heart for these people. I'm sitting there, and, we're, and, and, and there's a lot of them mentally, mentally they can't make it, and, and they're just coming, and, and they're depending on people for their next meal. And we were taking them these meals, and we were doing these things, and, and um, the first time that we went, I fed them the meal, and it rocked me inside because I, would, I, 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 it, I couldn't get out of my comfort zone to go share the gospel. I'm like, Jeremy, you are a preacher. Go share the gospel with these people. And I just couldn't make my feet go. Because I was so uncomfortable. You know, what if, what if something on them gets on me? That, that was my thinking. And I went back, this, and, and we went back the next month. That whole month, I was in misery. Thinking of how I treated those people. And I was reminded of Jesus coming to the lowly shepherds that were outcasts, that, that people didn't want anything to do with them. They were out there shunned from society, social outcasts. And when we went back the second time, Man, my heart just broke, and every time I was giving them a meal, it was like tears. And y'all know I can cry, so man, them tears were just flowing. And I looked over to the other side, and there was a there was a guy that was dressed nice, and he had a trash bag, and he was toting his trash bag, and he was kind of sitting down on the edge. And, and I walked over to him. He didn't have a plate. He didn't have anything. And I so I got a plate and I took it to him. I said, "Hey, man, I just..." I just want to bring you something else. He didn't have anything. And he just looked at me kind of shamefully, and he said, thank you. And I turned around and walked away, and, I, and, and something told me to stay. So I turned around. And I said, you mind if I just sit right here by you for a second? He's like, it's a free country. Do what you want to do. So I sat down and began to try to talk to him and, you know, just, just making small talk. He smelled really nice. His clothes were, were, were just spotless. They were wrinkled, but they were spotless. And I, and I just began to think that this man's normal. This man's normal. And as he was eating his mashed potatoes, he turned around and looked at me. He said, he called me by my name. I, he remembered my name, and I couldn't remember his. He said, Jeremy, you know, I wasn't always like this. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I wasn't always like this. And he began to tell me of how he got in the situation, how he got on the streets, and how he seemed like no matter how he tried, that nothing, nobody would give him another chance. No way, he couldn't get back to society. And he felt like society turned their back on him. And it broke my heart to hear this man say that. Here I am, a Christian, and he, he even felt like the church had turned their back on him because nobody truly wanted anything to do with him because he was homeless. But he tried every... 
You know what impressed me? This man was about, he, he still would go and he would find change and different things where he would buy his meals, but he also would go and take his clothes to the dry cleaner. And we think of people in poverty, of people that are, that are just the worst of the worst, but this man was trying all he could. And the more I talked to him, the more God convicted me of how I put myself upon a high horse and looked down upon him. And I told him I was sorry right then. I went back and got him another plate. I ought to give him everything we had from that moment on. We were giving away blankets and, and everything. And, and I came back and I sat down by him. And I just, I just sat and talked with the man. And Sabrina was there and she was like, the bus is getting ready to leave. And I didn't want to leave my man right there. I didn't want to leave him. I just wanted to sit and keep talking to him. And at the end, of, when I, I said, man, I got to go. Can I pray with you? He was like, Definitely. So I, we, held his, we held hands, and I prayed with him, and I hugged him, and I, and I got up to leave, and he said, thank you. And I walked off, and he said, Jeremy, Jeremy. And I turned around, and he said, thank you for making me feel human again. And, yeah, I cried all the way to the bus. But, guys, God's called us as his people to be his vessels to go out and touch people's lives. Not that we hold up everything for ourselves, but we go and we, we touch people with what God has blessed us with. And, and we don't, how, we don't, our blessings, we don't hold it against other people. We, we give ourselves generously to other people. Amen? That's what God's called us to be and God's called us to do. When God called us to plant this church, my heart, I always think back to my buddy in Savannah. My heart is to reach people that way that, that nobody else wants. And yeah, they're, they're full of sin. They're, 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 don't, they're not, probably not walking with God, but God's called us to go to them and say, we love you, we care about you. Come, taste and see that the Lord is good. But they're not going to come and taste unless we're showing them that we truly know Jesus Christ by the way we love other people that are different than us. Amen. And if God would have went by our standards, Jesus would have never came in such a way to give us access to God. He came to the lowliest of lows. Think about that, guys. I mean, think about these shepherds. Don't you think about these shepherds? When God came and he revealed himself to these shepherds, these shepherds were social outcasts. Nobody valued them at all. And all of a sudden, bam! An angel of the Lord shows up and is like, let me read this to you. This is good stuff. Angel of the Lord, verse 11, angel of the Lord shows up and he says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. To you. He's speaking specifically to these lowly shepherds. He didn't say to the religious people. He said, a Savior has been born to you. Every person in this room right now, a Savior has been born for you. But you have to choose to follow him. You have to choose to surrender your life to him. And not just a little bit, but all of it every day. Amen? Are we doing that? When I think about that, I think about the... Could you, could you imagine the hope that these shepherds had? 
social outcasts, and now the God of the universe, he chose them to be a vessel to proclaim the king of kings. They get to be active in the ministry of God. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. And you don't feel that release, that peace, that, I guess that acceptance unless you've been treated the way that these shepherds have been treated. I want you to think about the most, misju- the most injustice thing that's ever happened to you. The hatefulest anybody's ever treated you, and you probably magnify that by 10, and you might get to where you can feel close to where how the shepherds felt. And God allowed them to be used in ministry. God called them right then as they were. You have no, nobody in this room has an excuse not to follow Christ because it's not that we get cleaned up and then we come to Jesus, is it? It's not that we get cleaned up and then come to Jesus, is it? It's what? It's we come to Jesus, then he cleans us up, amen? Because we can't clean ourselves up unless we are truly following Christ. We got a, people that, a lot of people that show up to church every week and they think that just coming to religion saves them and they're never getting cleansed. They're showing up with the same dirt on them every single week instead of giving it to God and saying, Lord, cleanse me. And the reason we do that is because we're not thankful for the sacrifice Jesus made. When these, I can, I, the Bible doesn't say it, but I guarantee you that these shepherds, the moment, from that moment on, changed their life. They had purpose. They had passion. They had desire. They were telling everyone they could about Jesus Christ because they knew how far they were from God. And they seen the mercies of God that came to them. And when we go into our community and we love people that's had a hard time, when we love people that way, it shows them Jesus in the flesh. But when we're in the grocery store and there's somebody that needs help and we stick our highfalutin nose up and walk on past them, you know what that shows them? That you're a religious hypocrite. You don't love nobody but yourself. How many of us portray that? How many of us portray that we love ourselves more than we love Christ? And that's why we do Christmas service day. We do Christmas service day so we can tell the world, tell our community how much Jesus Christ loves them. Those that wouldn't have a Christmas any other way, we tell them those things. We show them that because we want them to know that nobody's too far gone from the hand of God. Amen? And no, taking them a meal and taking them a, a, a present is not going to get them into eternity, but it makes them realize that people really do care because we wouldn't treat people any differently if we didn't really value Jesus. So I hope this, holiday, this season, this Christmas season, I hope it challenges you on where your heart is. How do you see other people? Do you see yourself as privileged or do you see yourself as like a, I'm, I feel like I was like the shepherd, like I was an outcast and God brought me in because I realized how far I was from God. That's why a lot of you claim to be following Christ and you won't walk away from the sin you're in because you haven't realized how far God's brought you. What God's done to bring you salvation, what God's done for you. He's done all these things and all you have to do is turn from that old junk that don't satisfy you and walk and follow him. And it's so much more rewarding. It's so much more satisfying. 
God came to save the lowliest of lows. When I think about when I think about that, I was reading today in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus was saying, he says, look, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. He says, to proclaim the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus is proclaiming, this is why he came. He didn't didn't come for you to live more comfortably. He didn't come for you to say you're following Christ and you're really not. He didn't come for you to act like a jerk to people that are less fortunate. He came so that you can be a vessel to proclaim the good news to the poor, the good news to those that that wouldn't wouldn't have any hope, wouldn't have anything any other way. Are you being used that way, church? Think about it. Are you allowing God to use you as a vessel to bless those that are less fortunate? Are you hoarding up everything for your own gratification and satisfaction? Jesus says, look, he also he says, sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. If they don't know Christ, they're imprisoned to sin. Amen? They're locked down. They're separated. There's no hope. He's called us to be vessels to bring them freedom. And if you've ever been set free, if anything, if you've ever been in bondage by sin, then you have the passion to bring that same good news to people in the same place you were in. That's why I talk about going and getting drunk every weekend because there's so many people that are blinded by that. And I was in that same place blinded. That's why I talk about people that, that, that are religious showing up at church every week because I was that same religious person, thought I was saved and was lost as I could be because God saved me from that. And I'm so thankful What's God saved you from that you need to use to reach people for the gospel? Because I'm telling you guys, I remember my life before Christ. I remember me looking for Love in all the wrong places. I remember me looking for, for satisfaction in things that were temporary. I remember those things. And when I met Jesus, the peace that came into my life has overpassed everything. It surpassed everything that I ever got from that previous life. Do you know that peace? And if you do, why don't you share it? Why don't you share it? He says, I also came to recover the sight of the blind. There's so many people that are blinded by their own sin. They don't realize the sin they're in. They don't realize what they're doing doesn't please God. Are you being used as a vessel to help them regain their sight? Are you just letting them do? Are you coming down and holding your thumb on them saying, do this or do do this or do that? No, God says he wants you to come and help them recover. It's a process sometimes, amen? But are we being used by that? And the last thing he says, he sets the oppressed free. There's people in positions and predicaments that they had no control over or why they're where they are. And they're in this place. 
that they can't get out. God wants to use you. God wants to use us to bring light into their life to say, there's hope. Amen? Come, taste and see that the Lord is good. Set the oppressed free. Those that feel like there's no hope, they're, they're held down, they're, they're, there's, nothing, there's nothing on the other side of this. They're, they're constant and depressed. They're, they can't think they can ever get released from this addiction they have or any of those things. God's called us to use, be used to help bring them, but we can't stand up on, our, up on our platforms, on our pious attitude. We can't stand up here and say, I'm up here and you're down there. And until you get to my level, then I, then I can help you. Thank God Jesus didn't do that, Amen. My God stood up here and he stepped out of heaven and down here where I am so he could relate to me and he could say, I'm the king of kings, I'm the Lord of lords, I love you and I cherish you and I want you to do the same for even the least of these. Christmas is not about gifts, it's about the giver, amen? So when you sit down this week, next week, when you're buying presents for your family this week, think about Am I being a good steward of what God's given me? Am I giving back to those who, who, who don't have anything? Am I, am, I being, am, am I being a representation of Jesus to people who don't have Or am I turning a blind eye to them? What am I doing? The vision for our church is, is that we will be so involved in our community and knowing the needs of our community that if something was to happen and Connection Millen would leave, this community would miss us. Your connect group should be so in tune with, with serving needs of people that if something would happen, people would miss your connect group. Or is that happening? Or are we just doing life and, and pushing people to the side? We'll get to that later. We'll do that later. Or are we truly looking to help people in the situations that they are in and realizing that God came for the low least of lows and he also came for the most highest of highs. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. There's nobody too far. There's nobody that's so deep that the hand of God can't reach down and pull them out. Amen? And there's nobody so high that God can't open their eyes and make them realize who they really are and to see. And I'm thankful to have a God that can do that, that is that way. See, the same reason that Jesus came is the same heart that we must pursue to obtain? Do you have that heart for other people? Do you truly love other people? What needs to change in your heart this, this season? What needs to change in your heart today? You see, angels came with a message of peace. Are we bringing a message of peace and security to these people that need help? Are we bringing a message of condemnation? See, bringing, I just love this story because it, bring, it brings good news to bankrupt sinners. I mean, Mary and Joseph, there was, no, there was no way. They had no value, nothing at all, but yet God chose to use them. Mary seen the extraordinary hand of God move in her life, and she realized that how unworthy she was. Do you realize how unworthy you really are? Do you realize what the grace of God has done for you? Do you realize 
how blessed you truly are. Because when you realize those things, you can't do anything but say, Lord, use me. Pour my, Lord, let me pour myself out like you poured yourself out. And today as we go out, I hope we bring light to our community as we leave this place and we take these gifts and we take these plates. I hope that you, when you go, I hope you're not taking it just to, to make it to, to check off your list because we asked you to do it. I hope you're doing it to go and say, we, I love you. Connection Church loves you. Not only we bring you this gift, but we also we want you to know Jesus Christ. Amen. I hope you take the time to share the gospel with these people. I hope you take the time to, to tell them that you love them, that you care about them, if they need anything. I hope you give them your phone number if they can call you if they need anything. Because that's what I would do. Out of the thankfulness of my heart, what God's done for me. All of us have a response to the gospel. And it's up to each and every one of you what you do with it. Either you can choose to turn your head and, and say, you know what, I don't have time. Or we can remember what Jesus done for the lowliest of lows. And how he came to save a wretch like me. And say, you know what, use me, God. Use me, God. What's God telling you to do? See, the crazy thing is that you won't never want to pour yourself out like that unless you truly, truly know Jesus Christ. And it's really scary to me how many people in, in every congregation that don't really, truly know Jesus Christ for who he is. Truly knowing Jesus means true surrender, amen? True sacrifice. So if you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, you will never know that freedom. You'll keep looking down your nose at the people. You'll keep being that, have that judgmental attitude. You need to give your life to him and surrender those things. Amen? So that's you today. You're like, you know what? I want to surrender. I want to give that to him. I want you to just be, 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 be bold and raise your hand. Say, I want to surrender my life to Jesus today so I can be the vessel he wants me to be. Anybody? All right, so we're all good, right? We're all, we're, all, we're, we're all exactly where we need to be. I'm, going to fix, I'm fixing to dismiss you guys and let you go and bless our community. But before we leave, I want you, I'm, I'm going to give you a time to get things right between you and God. I'm not going to ask you to come to this altar. I'm just going to ask you to pray right where you are. And we'll give you a moment of silence to be able to pray. And Where, where are you at right now? What, what's in your heart that needs to change? What, needs to, what, what do you need to give to God? What? What's holding you back from being the vessel God's called you to be? What? Confess your sins to God so you can be used by him. Let's pray.
Father, I just thank you so much for the birth of your son, Jesus. I thank you, God, for how you sent him the way you did. I thank you, Lord, for how it speaks to all of us realizing that none of us are too far from your hand, Lord. God, I just pray that you would just use us in a mighty way, God. Lord, I pray that you would open all of our hearts and all of our minds this, this Christmas season to realize that, that we should be the vessels to be used to bring peace to other people, Lord. God, speak into our hearts, Lord. Help us, Lord. Be true to your word, Lord, not to be these posers, not to be these fakers, not to be these people that are playing games, not to be these people that act religious, not these people that, that say they're following you, but in reality they, we, just, we just give excuses of why we're not doing, why we're not living, why we're not pursuing you, God. So, Father, whatever is in our hearts this morning, God, that is keeping us from being centered on you and on the mission you put in our hearts, then, God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus you would remove it, Lord. God, cut it away. God, cut it out, Father, so that we can be what you've called us to be. Lord, we want to be used by you, Father. Help us, God, be humble. Help us, God, be passionate. And help us, God, be thankful. Lord, as we leave here right now, Lord, if we get ready to dismiss and we leave, God, I pray, Lord, right now over these, over these connectors, all these people, as we go into this community right now, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would use us, that your spirit would go before us, Lord, and you would begin to prepare hearts of these families, Lord. And when we go and we, we give these meals and we give these presents, God, that we also, Lord, we don't forget to give them the gospel. We don't forget to love them. We don't forget to show them that they're human. We don't get, forget to show them that we love them, we care about them. And it's not about us. I pray, God, that we would open our hands up and we would bring them into the family. And they would feel welcome and not ashamed. God, move in our hearts. Holy Spirit, help us never to do anything to draw attention to ourselves, God. Help us, Lord, all in this room, God, desire to give our life to you like a blank check. God, please use us. God, please change this community. And let us have a part of it, Lord. So, God, as we leave this place, as, we're, as we go out, Lord, I pray, God, for safety. I pray, God, for, uh, Lord, you just help us, Lord. Find these houses. I pray, God, that you would just uh, give us joy. And, God, I pray that a spirit of peace would flow over us and over these people like we, they've never fit, felt or experienced before. God, we thank you for what you're doing here. And, Father, we pray that you would just do a mighty work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.